Welcome. I hope you enjoy the conversation you're about to hear between me and another comedian regarding comedy and religion. These are conversations I'm calling disorganized religion. God bless, and for those atheists out there, may nothing await you after this life. Welcome. Welcome to Disorganized Religion. So, so happy to be back. Another week. Hope everybody had a good week. A couple of announcements. We're on email now, so email the podcast at Disorganized Religion. I'm looking at the screen and not the camera. (laughs) I just like seeing myself. Uh... So disorganized religion podcast at gmail.com email suggestions, questions you want me to ask guests. Uh, and if you have any suggestions on guests you want to see, email me there and I'll check it uh, when I get emails there. So also you can support the page or the, uh, the podcast itself through anchor anchor dot FM. All right. I'm so excited for our guest today. Uh, we're here. I'm me, Seth Lawrence, the host and, and always, that. Spiritual leader. Spiritual leader. Ah, I don't want to go that far. <laughs> guide. How about guide? This is a cult. Let's be honest. I know. That's what I want, but I don't want to follow Chris D'Elia's, like, babies nonsense. Anyway. So, <laughs> what up, nerds? All right. What's we're your here. Cult? What's uh, your cult? What's my cult? Yeah, what's it called? Mormonism. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, you couldn't help it, could I you? I couldn't, man. It was right it was, there. It was just sitting there. I know. <laughs> I heard it's been rebranded, though. I don't think you... Church of Latter-day Saints? Yeah. Or... You gotta go the full name. Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints. Yeah. What a the, man. the real I know. And I have a mouthful of peanut butter and say Mormonism. It's, <laughs> it's so short. Such a convenient name. <laughs> they keep trying this has happened a couple times where they've tried to rebrand the church away from Mormonism. And it's just too long. The real name is just too long. It's so, a lot. Yeah, they're they're trying to make it Church of Jesus Christ. What's a like good that, like? Well, that's a. Though. I think that's almost taken, though, right? Like, I mean, there's. It's, I mean, it's not Christ. It's not taken, but it's like, who would have taken it? That'd be like opening up a, like a a coffee shop. It'd be like yeah, and calling it like Barbucks, and you'd be like, <laughs> all right, I see the you know like yeah, yeah, it's pretty close. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty close. Anyhow. Uh, I want to welcome uh, Alex, Alex Kahn. Yes. We've got our Thank guest you. for today. And the disembodied voice, as always, of Travis Clyburn. Nomine Patre, something, something. A fili, you, I feel, I did, a I don't know Santos. Amen. I, th- I feel like there right. is a uh, LaCroix in there, a LaCroix in there somewhere. <laughs> there, is, there is not a sparkling water. <laughs> oh, there. okay, okay. That's not what holy water is? It's you like, don't know. It's yeah. not LaCroix? LaCrosse? Yeah. LaCrosse. <laughs> La there you go. That was solid. That's what it was supposed yeah. to be, yeah. Yeah, that was it. That was it. Sweet. Well, how you been, Alex? I've been good, man. I've been real good. I mean, I've been real busy, you know, yeah. just, just riding up, riding down, riding up, riding down. Where, between here and Vegas? Um, no, well, so last, end of last year, I was in Vegas every yeah. Monday. Um, I'll be there this Monday, but now it's just last Monday of the month for our show. I don't, we'll see what happens with it. I'm running yeah. out of time to do it, but, um, yeah, I'm back and forth. I mean, just, just a little bit of everywhere, you know, everywhere around LA, you know, gotcha. Koreatown in the morning, Santa Monica in the evening, you know, yeah. up yeah. to the Valley for something. So nice moving around. Yeah. Nice. And yeah. we had J-Light on last week. Good man. And so this is becoming the mustache series, the mustache <laughs> yeah, season. Mm-hmm. What yeah. else can I get I with I regret not having a mustache <laughs> yeah. for the first episode. I know. Two. You kind of messed it up. Anyway. I regret trimming it this morning because now people are going to look <laughs> at it, and I, I was in a Which, rush. No, I was thinking know. you look good. Oh, well, thank you. It's, it's way nice better than mine. Thanks. I mean... 
I it's mean, even. mine's thin and crispy. Yours, yours mine is, is new. Yours is like an open micer. It's just got to get there. It'll get there. <laughs> yeah, maybe a couple years. It's, yeah, you just need. It honestly does take a couple years for like your mustache to figure. Your mustache kind of has to go through puberty by yeah. itself. You know, it's got to yeah. be ugly. It's got to have an ugly face. That's where we are. My yeah. wife, my wife wanted me to grow it, mm-hmm. and this morning was like, maybe we should have you maybe shave. You should get rid of it. You yeah. just have to. Just so, as I'm getting used to it. When I was doing what, <laughs> where, like when I was where you are, everyone yeah. was like, ev- all day, every day, was busting my ball. Shave it, shave it, shave it. <laughs> yeah. A good way around that, grow a beard for six months, and yeah. then people won't look at it, and then you just get rid of the beard, and people are like, oh, sweet hey. stash. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I wish I could do that. You guys are both rocking the mustache and soul patch. Yeah. Right? yeah. A flavor saver there. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, my my wife wanted. I call to... this a uh, disorganized religion right here. You know, <laughs> hey, that's the name of the cult. Oh, look oh, at yeah. that! Wow, <laughs> that's amazing. Actually, I call this organized. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, first first uh, soundboard soundboard. I love it. I love it. Yeah, my wife. Whenever called... you hear that sound, you're like, was that joke good or the worst? <laughs> It's sort of like either what. It's sort of like hearing laughs at an open mic. Very scooped. It's never in the middle. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like laughs are a a heckle at an open mic sometimes? Um. I feel like that. So in Vegas, I started in Vegas, and there's this great comic. Um. I mean, great dude. Good comic. His name's Bruce Purcell, and um. Is he, he still s- there? Yeah, he's still there. He like goes to Japan sometimes. He's do- doing his own thing. But every now and then, in the, from the very back of a bar, like four beats too late, you just hear a ha, <laughs> and you're like, oh, oh, and that, that's yeah. funny. And it would be every time he he would he would wait until you start like until you're like all right next one, and then he would laugh like yep <laughs> give up give up. <laughs> that's great. There was a moment like that at the uh, improv mic on Tuesday last week. Where this guy got up, did a few jokes that all sort of tanked, and then was like, "All right, well, I'm going to do an old joke," <laughs> saying like, "I'm going to get you guys with yeah. this one." And there was a comic over on the side that, when he heard that transition, immediately he was the only one who started laughing. <laughs> you know, Liam McEnany. Yeah, oh, shout oh, out yeah, to yeah, Liam. Liam like, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to play the hits yeah, over here, yeah. and you're like, "Well, uh, three minutes long in front of the booker. You should have <laughs> opened with the hits." <laughs> yeah, that yeah. should have been the whole thing. Yeah. Liam's been in the game for a minute, so yeah. <sighs> Hot minute. Hot minute. Hotty, hotty, hotty. Yeah, man. All right, so you started in Vegas. Started in Vegas. Nice. And what drew you to stand-up? I worked, uh, I mean, I I was, so when I was younger, I was really into, like, death metal. My cousin and I both, and we both had a Zoom, like a Microsoft Zoom, you know? And um, Wait, what is is that? Or not Zoom. I'm thinking of the recorder. Zune. Z-U-N-E. It was like their... Yeah, not the iPod. It was was Microsoft's iPod that fell away, but it had a software that was specific to it. And the reason I got it is because he'd torrent everything metal and give it all to me. Nice. And he was really into Opie and Anthony, so he just started giving me, like, when I was, like, 14, he was giving me Tosh and Burr and Rogan and Bobby Kelly and, you know, Patrice and all those. So I really started you know, as a preteen, I got my dad showed me like Richard Pryor when I was a kid. But when I was yeah. when I was preteen, my cousin like got me hooked onto like New York comedy, essentially, and Boston comedy. Hmm. And um, yeah, I worked. At, I was in conventions in Vegas for years, and nice. I uh, I saw a live leak video. Of some people getting beheaded. Oh, and the next shit. day at work, I got yelled all at right. for unlocking a door five minutes too late. And I was like, all right, I'm done with like. Did anyone get beheaded? <laughs> 
Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. And from there, I kind of All just, right. I started getting away from like corporate life and, you know, and I was like, yeah. you know, I ended up unemployed for a while and was like, let's try stand up and yeah, yeah that, that was the thing. So interesting. So what yeah. do you notice as a big difference between sort of West Coast and East Coast stand up? Or do you see as there being a difference? Maybe not. Um, I, th- I think we are, we appeal to industry a lot more. Uh, than they do because on the it's, West Coast, yeah, thing? here in uh-huh. LA because it's underneath us. It's like you yeah. know, it's the bed we lay in. Yeah, um, and they're kind of how does that come out? Do you think? Like, what do you mean by appealing to industry more? Um, like uh, New Yorkers are more. I feel like a well, I don't know because I haven't been to New York. Like, I, I'm talking about the New York I grew up on. I hear that that scene is changing as drastically as LA is. You know, or they yeah. get more PC now than even out here. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. I hear that there is a PC problem at the cellar. Like people are yeah. hanging around, like writing blogs and shit, and they're just there. Interesting. They're there trying to. That's what I've heard. I don't know, but trying to shake it I, up. Yeah, they're well, they're there and they're trying to. You know. Water it down, you know. Yeah, so, make it worse. Um, <laughs> you know, and but like their Williamsburg is our Echo Park or whatever. You know, uh-huh. like you know, it's. I think there's you know different aspects to it, but my the like the other day we had Jared Freed at the Improv. I work at the Improv too, and um, nice. Jared Freed. Uh, I'd never heard of him. He's a New York guy, and yeah. he is that classic New like loud in your face, unapologetic, just. But likable, and yeah, you, yeah. you can't help but like him, and I'd never seen him, and, you know, or, like, a lot of people in L.A. are starting to, like, find out about Tim Dillon, that kind of, you know, yeah. loud, big, um, you know, offensive. That's what I like, so. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So, I've, and I, or I guess to answer your question, I feel like L.A. is more, you know, what can be put on a sitcom, you know, right. what is, right. what, what act do I have to do to get Judd Apatow to look at me, you know, or... <laughs> You know how how much of my dick do I have to cut off to uh to appease you know the lady in HR? Sorry, <laughs> to cut off. Yeah, I mean, pretty. You know, you I heard mean, of anybody doing that? I mean, I've heard. I, I mean, mean if, you're, if your act is your dick, right? if your act is your dick, yeah. people are cutting that thing in half just to uh, <laughs> just, just to just to uh, take it easier on uh, on uh, the HR lady. All right, so yeah. yeah. Too much dick upsets HR. Everyone knows that. Yeah, t- yeah. Everyone knows the HR ladies can only take a couple inches before they're <laughs> they're Just out. They're. I'm sorry. Is this? What? Can yeah. I cuss on here? Or I don't you know the cuss. rules, and I'm here talking about HR ladies and. It'd be nice for him to finally edit out other people's cuss words other than mine. <laughs> oh. So I release, just so you know, and so all the listeners are aware, I do two versions. Oh, you do a Walmart version? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. I do, a, I do a low class and a okay. high class. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll try to keep it Alan Jackson, so you only have to have one uh, version. Yeah, we'll keep, keep it. Involved, yeah, okay? yeah, I got it. Yeah. We'll keep it post uh, yeah. 2012 PG 13. Yeah. Right? I don't. Uh, <laughs> I don't want you to have to need a second version for mine. I've edited podcasts. It sucks. <laughs> um, that's all right. It reminds me of what we talk about for the show notes. Yeah. For promos. Yeah, that's so. good. That's yeah. good. Keeps me motivated. Yeah. You got to go through and just yeah. tirelessly remove the you know the worst parts of my personality. No. <laughs> okay. And you're like, no. yeah, we should. Yeah, you know, keep that F-bomb in because it really shows his anger. <laughs> it's part of the um, character. But, yeah, no. Um, <laughs> sorry. You've been working at the improv. How long you been working there? Oh, two years and four months. How are you yeah. liking it? I hate every single day of <laughs> Do it. Do you really? Yeah, I mean, well, so I worked at the Comedy Works in Denver when yeah. I moved here. And oh. 
that was a very tight ship, very tight ship, and the weekdays were local scene, but the weekends were the best in the world, you Uh. know. The cool thing about the improv is you get to watch your heroes and the best of the best, and you get to watch them on a Tuesday when they do bomb, you know, and you get to see, you get to see what, what, um, a failing Theo Vaughn looks like. That's, that's good to see, you know, you, and also when you're, around that high level of comedy so much i think you hold yourself to a i, th- I think that's the open mic trap is we're all like yeah. well like, i'm the funniest guy here and you're like yeah but, but who cares? yeah that's you, you know the the old smartest guy with down syndrome line from <laughs> from waiting you know it's like okay yeah, cool yeah. yeah you're the you're the best in the room funny you know but yeah. what room are you in yeah and yeah. that's what i think i mean like that's why i came to la was to be in the in in a different room to be in the conversation not have the conversation and um yeah, I don't know where this was going. Right. I don't know where it started, but uh, no, oh, like, da- oh, yeah. so the improv. Your, your experience so is the improv. I yeah. think that the improv is a uh, dying institution, thanks to HR ladies. Oh. Um, yeah. I mean, we got bought really? out by a really big company, and I mean, yeah. it'll be re- it's the it's TGI Fridays with a stage is what it is, and Interesting. it's the I mean, it's in most markets it's the club. Uh, yeah. In some markets, it's not even close to the club. It's yeah. never going to have the um, the spirit that like a Cap City or a Comedy Works will, but it um, it will provide like it's if you're just doing the road, it's a good circuit to be on. You know, um, I think the Hollywood Improv is a dumpster fire on a daily basis. <laughs> really, but that's also it's a showcase. I mean, a lot of people I don't think realize that yeah. showcase clubs and like more of a road style, you know, three act club, they're very different experiences. So mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh, and that's where you put the Hollywood improv. Yeah. Showcase road. Well, yeah, it's a showcase yeah. club. It's uh, you know, it's fifteen minute spots for the most part. Whereas right. if you're working at, you know, a major market at their big club, you're gonna see a fifteen, a twenty five, and a forty five. Yeah. You know, oh, whatever. I see what so, you're saying. And yeah. at on a nightly basis at the improv you're gonna see six fifteens in a show. You know, yeah, so yeah, it's just yeah. just different. A lot um, of that is just the talent that's mm-hmm. here, right? That wants work. Well, yeah, and that's what it is, is it's made to be a workout club. That's yeah. why it's different, you know? Yeah. So it's like, it's cool to see people doing their hour. You know what I mean? Like, it's cool. It's right. cool to be at the Comedy Works and to see guys, you know, do their act. But it's also really powerful to see the workout. So, right. I mean, the improv is a, the Hollywood improv is yeah. a workout yeah. club, you know, like yeah. the store and the factory are. But, um, yeah, it's all right. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. It's been good. It's been I've learned a lot. I've taken what I need to take from it, but I don't think I, – I heard um, – I mean, we all used to listen to podcasts where people say, like, oh, the door guy way, that's the way. And it's like, I know a lot of people are door guys, and I guess it kind of works a little bit, but even, like, you know, old door guys from the store say, yeah, but it's not what it used to be, you know? Oh, like, sure. So um, there's arguments as to if it's worth – you know, I wouldn't move here for that job. That's what I'll say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you don't think that path to stage time is the same anymore? Again, I think, well, for me, it's a path to, um, it's a path to HR lady stage time, you know, <laughs> it's a path to, it's... Are they trying to make you PC at the Hollywood Improv? I mean... Kind of? That's what I'd call it, but... Interesting. I mean, like, before our employee showcases, they'll send out emails that give you rules not to cross, and... 
That's I think oh, I think that's crazy. I think once you're past, I don't think anyone's looking at them anymore. But I also yeah, have yeah, had yeah. I've had I think they are looking at content because hmm. I've had better sets than people past. But I'm by no means try to you know. And somebody asked. So I had a, I was working on some new material recently at West Side, and I just three minutes set. I like yeah. I went very dark out the gate. <laughs> That's what I'm working on. Yeah, and um, I didn't bomb. Like I had a I had a bla- I didn't get laughs, but I didn't bomb. If that makes sense. <laughs> All right. So it was like I didn't feel bad about it. I understood that that was the name of the game. I went up there to play, and yeah. I had a good time. And a lot of comics came up to me and were like, "Yo, those, that joke was good," you know, and. You know, yeah. XYZ, but the people in the room who just got done watching um, Neil Brennan's show, yeah, they yeah, didn't yeah. really care for it, you know? <laughs> so, so, Interesting. Um, but mm. so somebody approached, you know, one of my good friends and was like, he's so likable. Why does he, like, do that? And I, for me, what comedy is, is if I am playing ball, like, the reason I got into it was because I left a corporate job that paid me good money. Right. Um, not to make money, but, like, that was the catalyst, like, the freedom of speech portion is bigger to me than the, you know, than the rest of it. So, yeah, you know, I look at it as like the the way I view comedy and how I use it is if I am playing ball, I will never have fun. And I won't. And in that effort, I won't do well. But if I'm doing what I want, I will have a lot of fun and it will be better for me. You know? So, <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. Yeah. And that's what stand up's all about. Right? Yeah, man. Just for you. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, like, yeah, yeah, no, everyone, I, I understand. You know, when you're uncomfortable, when you walk into a show and you're uncomfortable in that room, you're not going to perform as well. Right. So, and if you're not having fun, no one yeah. else is going to have that much. Yeah, fun no one's having fun watching you. Yeah. So for me, it's fun to just throw a, a trans joke out there to open, and let's just let's see what happens. Let's let's figure out. I like to open. So I used to love to like start soft and kind of get into the darker stuff as I go. And now I like to just open on something just, start hard. just to let it. Yeah. Just <laughs> yeah. to let everyone know, yeah, yeah, yeah. like here's we, the game I'm going to play. So yeah, let's see. Boom. This is who I am. And yeah. this half of the room's cool. And this yeah. one I got to work on. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what it is for me. Yeah. So watching some of these pros eat it some nights, have you, have you developed or noticed any tactics that they have that work or that are different than, what you see at the open mic when it, when they you, don't work. You know what I think a big part of it is? I honestly, and I don't even know that I've seen pros do this, but like Mike, like look them in the eyes when you're bombing. <laughs> like You mean the audience? Yeah, yeah. Like people are performing to the space above their heads usually. And then when we start uh, bombing, that gets that. worse. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. you know, if you're I, like, uh, yeah, never withdraw. That, that's yeah. defeat in my eyes. Yeah, make mm. it make it about like look them in the eye as yeah. they don't laugh at you. Yeah, <laughs> what are you Enjoy not it. laughing at? I love the <laughs> I I subscribe to the old like Patrice O'Neill. If everyone in the room is laughing, it's not a good joke. Like oh, somebody's got somebody in the room has to be affected by the joke. Yeah, that's what makes it a joke. You know, yeah. so well, it's much easier than to be a good comedian now, right? What? Well, because everyone's offended by something. Yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. <laughs> I guess. I mean, oh, man. you still have to make them laugh. I mean, everyone's offended by something, but I don't know. I feel like you also have to realize, like, that's another thing that I think is, that's what I think is happening as far as when I say, like, corporatizing the comedy out here is your workout, you're constantly in the space where your crowds are the people that um, that get offended. So you mold yourself to what's going on. Mm. I don't know. Play that clicking TikTok noise. I'm getting <laughs> bored saying this. Oh, man. <laughs> All right, well, let's move right on. Okay, let's move right on. Sorry. Okay, I just no. want to...
There you go. No, I just feel like I, I'm I'm very bad at tying the ribbon on the end of it, so yeah. I'll just keep going. So sorry. Yeah, no, fair enough. All right, soapbox over for Alex Khan. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Soapbox. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Where have you done comedy? Started in Vegas. Vegas. Uh, I moved to Chicago. I was there for five weeks. I oh. moved to Denver. Um, yeah. And then I did, was in Denver for about a year and then L.A. for a couple of years. So, gotcha. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it was all right. Why yeah. so short a time in Chicago? Uh, why? Yeah. So I sold everything. I mean, I didn't want to do improv. I was a stand, like I was doing stand-up in Vegas, doing bar right. shows and doing the kind of material I like. The Chicago is an improv city, like a mother yeah, yeah, but it was, I think it was like this understanding that I needed... Uh, Half adventure, half like, you know, open my eyes a little. Mm-hmm. And I, it was, I went to take improv classes at Second City because it's really hard to tell your mom, like, hey, <laughs> I quit a career to go be an open micer, you know? So right. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to go to school for it because we're in my family. That's the language of approaching success, right? So right, I was like, right. I'm going to a comedy school. <laughs> um, yeah. But um, no, for you. I, I sold everything I had, um, donated everything I couldn't sell. Uh, and I went from, you know, a life to a backpack of clothes and I moved to Chicago. And the day before I moved my, the, I was going to be renting a, a mattress in a living room for 500 bucks a month, which is really good in Chicago. Sounds yeah. Great. And, um, and, uh, <laughs> the day before I got out there, they gave the room to someone else. I think it was oh, cause man. the husband didn't want another dude in the house. You know, I was literally, a, oh. It was I was sharing a one bedroom with a married couple, so so you wanted a chick. Yeah, they ended up giving it to a girl. Um, but uh, so I like sexist. the day I the day before I moved, I found out. Well, I don't have a place to stay, so I was yeah. like, well, we'll do hostels and we'll figure it out. And then the day I got there, my uh, my improv classes got canceled. So jeez, oh, yeah, it was like <laughs> a, I I ended up I like I rode the train up and and I found the hostel and I got the call as I was like checking out the hostel that the classes were canceled and i just like i kind of started crying in an alley (laughs) in chicago (laughs) it's like well what the now you know but the coolest thing that ever happened because like you know i went and i got to do some of my brand of humor in chicago and had a wake-up call you know and then um, it didn't go over well or not even that didn't go over well it's just like chicago's just as pc of a scene as you know west hollywood is you know like chicago to be uh friendly you know, like the fr- like they want friendly, happy kind of. I don't like a lot of yeah. their comedy scene is very like, um, or at least maybe in just the the where I had stumbled onto and in my area, it was just very, um, you know, it was very like like for instance, I used to have a joke. I don't even need to tell the joke. I used to have a joke. It was kind of an offensive joke, and um, when I went out there, and I think it was like the first time I'd ever said it on stage. It was my first night in Chicago, and it was at an open mic, and I just threw it out there. And the host was like, uh, "Was like, uh, he was like something about like I don't like it, but it's topical, so I'll allow it." What? In the middle of my set, and I'm like, "Oh wow, you'll allow it?" Like, <laughs> it's midnight at a bar in Chicago. Like, you'll yeah. allow it? Like, where did I just move? So I found it to be a little more PC, you know. Maybe it was just the side of the river I was on and where I was at, you know. But, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah so, I, I mean, I had a good time, but I just, uh, I had when it all happened, I was like, all right, New York or Denver in three days. And then it turned into five weeks of kind of lived in an artist house and had some mm. fun and did some open mics and mm. did a little bit of work and donated some blood and moved to Denver. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Oh, there you go. 
Yeah, that was short, so, short, short but sweet in Chicago. Just the, enough time. The windy city yeah. just blew through. Yeah. Uh, hey, 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 hey. There it is. Nice. So, did you take those as signs from God to not do improv? Or did you have a different understanding of how God I mean, worked? I've in seen your enough life? Saturday Night Live to not need a higher power to tell you how <laughs> the improv's going to be. Hey, now that's sketch Saturday Again, Night Live. Oh, yeah, how okay, dare you? Fine. How I've dare been to, you? I've been to comedy yeah. sports with a Z. <laughs> I know what I'm getting into. I told you I moved yeah. because I couldn't look my mother in the eye and tell her I'm going to go do bar comedy in another city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, oh, no. Um, yeah, sign. You know, like. I believe in in a yeah yeah sign from God. Yep. <laughs> really or not? No, no. <laughs> yeah, I, I was gonna say I don't get the sense from you, at least from the comedy I've seen you do, that you would really ascribe to that kind of idea. No, um, I, I personally I don't. Um, I grew up in a very hypocritically religious household. Like we didn't practice enough. I mean, the best kind. Yeah, really, yeah. Right? We like we practiced just enough for me to be like, all right, what the going on here you know what, like what religion did your family christians want to practice Cr- christianity but that's so huge what what branch you of know good old commercialized like the biggest church in vegas or yeah like central christian church was the biggest church in vegas it was the uh-huh. it was the you know just the middle of the road capture as many people as we can kind of christian <laughs> church like right like isn't that like modern christian i don't know like yeah like i mean like televangelist or non-denominational Pentecostal? Yeah, non. Let's say non-denominational. Right. But no, not even. It was just like, yeah, maybe. I mean, I think yeah. usually if you don't know what kind of Christian you are, it's, it's just not. Baptist. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, like yeah. they don't Pretty call generic. themselves that. Yeah. Just need to be baptized. Yeah. Okay, to be yeah. Saved. Like that's like the lighter church I went to. As a yeah, kid. yeah. And it was like a, we're just Christian, you know. <laughs> no, this wasn't even the kind that you need to be baptized. This was the kind that it was like, hey, we got a rock band in a cafeteria, <laughs> yeah, and we're here to spread the word of God. Like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, it was. How'd you get to heaven? in that church Ugh. or was that even discussed I, I didn't pay enough attention I'll yeah. tell you this one time years after I quit going I went back because Mr. T was there <laughs> <laughs> that's the kind of church it was damn that church nice. can get Mr. T that's not an easy booking no yeah that's a wow um, I'll tell you the worst line I've ever heard yeah. anyone in a church say was a uh, I took off the necklaces cuz I wanted people to know me for the gold in my heart. Hey. <laughs> what gold in your heart, Mr. T? Yeah, no. Exactly. That's so not bad. That's the kind of Christian church I went to growing up. The yeah. kind that would get Mr. T to come do a, a pop that's in, amazing. you know. So what run would his driven... type 5 of motivation. <laughs> what would have driven you away from that deep foundational um faith? <laughs> no, there was just a lot of uh, in the house, like in the home. There, was, I've learned re- as of late that the kind of homes that say like you don't talk about what goes on here in other places are usually homes that have some <laughs> died. <laughs> you don't tell people what goes on in the, these walls. Uh, not you that I was your... like molested or anything, but um, <laughs> yeah, that's but no, what your parents said to you though. My um, ha- I come from two homes. I come from a, gotcha. a good. I come from a house and I come from a home. And the house oh. I grew up in, yeah. Um, is equal equal um what do they call it when you lose your kids equal custody homes <laughs> want a home want a house I don't know right. terrible the the Amazing. house yeah the house <laughs> the house that practiced Christianity uh-huh. um you know there was a constant arguments and no respect for each other and like I was like twelve and the the name called like the people if you saw 
like based on socioeconomic class kind of thing and where my dad was, you'd have been like good life for those kids. But then like you see that like lady yelling at her kids at the social security office. That was kind of more how we were raised. So like no social security office, but a lot of like hollering at your kid and throwing shoes at him, you know, uh, and it was just a lot of. Um, and that was the religious house. That was the religious household. Yeah. yeah. And so there'd be a lot of like, you know, pray to God, you mother. Like, literal, <laughs> sorry, I know, but, like, just the way, like, my step, yeah, you know, like... That's amazing. I, yeah, and that was your dad? if this will ever get around. No, it was the house, you know, just argument. It was, it was a right. moment of... It was a constantly heated, you know, environment. Right. I'm just trying to figure... So you said you grew up, like, joint custody. You know what? So my dad and my stepmom were not the greatest of people dealing okay. with their own issues. Sure. And they took it out on their children, <laughs> and they made us thank God about it, okay? That's what happened. Well, sometimes... Unhappy marriages f- hiding behind Jesus. Sure. Okay? Well, the now, oldest story in the book. Let me ask you this, though. Sure. Do you think them without religion would have been worse or them without religion would have been better? The same? I don't know. <laughs> really? I mean, oh. we wouldn't have had to have went meat-free when the black family came over once a week or whatever the... Whatever the thing was. I don't know. Like I don't understand that at all. So you like, knew a, a vegan, a black vegan yeah, family? Like this family. Yeah, my dad's friends would come over and okay. not that like not that we called them the black but like <laughs> you know, like when you're you know, like when you're being woke and you have the the other family over and they're you know and I cut all this. I'm gonna be I'm canceled. You, I don't even know if people listen to this, and I'm going to get canceled. There are 50, oh, 50, 50 or so yes. people who listen to this. Very influential Very people in the influential church. influential people. Um, no, no, so... That sounds like nothing God. to do with religion at all. No. Sounds like... Yeah, they're <laughs> people hiding behind God. I said this. Uh, but no, so, like, we yeah. would have this, like... My dad had these people that he worked with this who were, amazing. like, who are so religious that they were, like, we don't eat meat, and, oh, like, we gotcha. don't... And what does not eating meat have to do with I don't know where it falls in, but it fell in somewhere yeah. and so where, the f- is that? where would that come from i don't know what religion would ascribe to that i mean there's some of that in my religion like, i know no like uh beef on friday right maybe right. it was a personal preference of the family oh. i don't know oh, but, so they just so we had these Anvaros. yeah we had these like <laughs> what happened was after like the family unit started you know, smoldering your own your own family. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. might. Yeah, the the house, the religious house. Once things got yeah. weird over there, and I mean, and not as weird as they were gonna get. I don't need to talk about that. But like, <laughs> you know, like I think I don't think it's weird for a lot of family. Like, again, I grew up in the kind of house where you say we don't talk about this, and then you realize, like, well, it's a sibling with a drug problem, and yeah. you know, sexual yeah. issues. It's every family. Yeah, I just yeah, like yeah. I was raised to be ashamed of my own, but. Be proud of it at the same time. (laughs) Interesting. So we had this family, like, as things were going bad, my dad was like, all right, we're buckling up on religion around here. We're doing Bible study once a week with this family I work with who just so happened to be vegetarian. And we would eat the, and, like, we never ate healthy in our house, like, ever. It was just this, like, show. Like, Uh, I quickly uh, was like, it quickly became like a, oh, we're doing this to keep up with the Jones of of you know, Christianity, you know, like <laughs> yeah. we're, we're in, it just like, we, we weren't good people living by any code and we definitely didn't eat by any code. But when, you know, on the days that we studied the Bible, we do, you know, and Interesting. I tried to yeah. be like real, you know, yeah, let's, you know, and I just, it, it quickly became obvious that 
the hypocrisy was obvious very quickly, I guess. Right. So right. it turned me away from it. Um, yeah. But that being said, when it, I think I've told you this before, like the way I feel about religion is I feel like when used right, it's the proper voluntary mechanism for people. You know, it's a fraternity for people. Like, yeah, you put your good clothes on, you show up, and you don't cuss. Yeah. And if you ever lose your job, <laughs> yeah. your kids get food. Okay, like it's sure. it's it's sure. voluntary. It's it's a community. Uh, you know, it's it's a communal establishment of like some form of code and norms, and I enjoy that. But yeah. the way I was raised, I saw it very differently. You know. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. So where do you fall now, personally? Are you spiritual? Or are you? Is um, it atheism? Is it just nothing? I just don't have time for it. You Who know, cares? like Who I don't. Yeah, I mean, like yeah, I have a feeling. I have a feel like I think my body will get eaten by worms no matter where my soul goes. So gotcha. I just focus Very on true. the fact that the worms are going to get me. Yeah. Who knows where the soul is going to go? And yeah. I hope it's as cool as mushrooms. That's what I hope, you know? <laughs> yeah. I hope it's as cool as psychedelics. I hope it's. I hope what yeah. we've been led to believe is true. But no, I am. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I hope it's great. Yeah. E- eternal life? Do you Do you believe in an afterlife or a resurrection or... Mm, I don't know. I believe that uh, the electrons in your body that the worms eat, whatever the the molecules are that end up inside the worm will become a different, you know, will become the worm's babies, which will become the bird's food, which will become the tiger's food, which will become the pets of humans. I don't know. Where's it all go? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. But so, like, do you think there's... I believe that there is consistency to, to... Whatever that's to our spirit, yes. I just okay. don't understand gotcha. the mechanism for where it goes. Gotcha. Yeah, fair enough. And I don't have enough people drinking my Kool Aid to really like. I'll like if I had a cult, like you do, <laughs> I would have a good book. You know, I would have like yeah. I would have these ideas all sorted out. But I haven't. You don't. You gotta. I mean, you gotta build it for them to come. I, know, I just like. You know, you're right. You're right. right. You and gotta start writing that book. Alex. I know. I want the Patreon before the content. I know, yeah. but <laughs> isn't that what everyone in LA wants? You yeah. you produce podcasts. Everyone wants five dollar yeah. listeners. No one wants a five dollar show. Rich. Boom. All right. Sorry, <laughs> but true. no. Yeah. I. Think... What would your religion entail? What would your cult be? What would you focus mm, on? It's sexual favor definitely. Only because no, no, no. the monkeys do it, and I feel like the bonobos have it down. Okay. What, what do you mean? What do you mean? I don't know. Um, like I'm the leader. Through... I'm the leader. I get to f- everyone's wives. I'm sorry. Okay. It's gonna have to be. Good. Yeah, I, I'm the leader. Them. I'm going to fornicate with the wives. In my religion, fornication <laughs> is okay. Uh, okay. Marriage is not actually. We're getting oh. rid of. <laughs> then um, how do you fornicate if they're not married? It's all fornication, <laughs> baby. <laughs> I don't know. Um, all right. But uh, no. I mean, at least you're honest about it. No, I mean, I think I definitely would put emphasis on, you know, healthy mind, healthy body. Take care of yourself, you know. Yeah. Um, we're not keeping kosher. That's garbage. That's a religion. I can't. I can't get on. <laughs> With Judaism, you can't have cheese and beef at the same time. No. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> invented cheese this. Is great. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It is good. Yeah. yeah sure. Bacon. bacon. I'm eating it. That's right. The, my religion, you eat bacon once a day. Other religions, no bacon. My religion, that's how you pray. So far, so good. Yeah, I'm okay. down. You, I'm you down make with bacon, the bacon five days, five times a day to the east. That's my religion. Okay. 
<laughs> oh man, we've That's got a fun. we've got a pig problem in the South. Let's go and is there we, really? Yeah, there's a pigs are destroying this wild boars. Yeah, it's, uh, and, Texas, right? Yeah, I mean Huge it's problem. Oklahoma, Texas. Yeah, like to the point where they're like destroying the street and like they're yeah. You think? Have hunters. you ever seen those videos of like really cool dudes with like machine guns hanging outside of helicopters just lighting yeah. up pigs? No. Not pigs. Yeah. yeah what's that guy wrote Cat Scratch Fever? What's his name? Uh, Ted Nugent. The Nugent. Oh. Yeah. Dude, he'll ride around in a helicopter with yeah. a fully boom, automatic boom, chain boom, gun. Boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they're so and destructive. Like, <laughs> picks up, never goes back for them. No, and yeah, they're yeah, so yeah. destructive to uh, the environment that it's open season on them. Like, just right. kill them. Like, the government's yeah, like, yeah, you if, you'll, if you'll kill them, if you'll spend your own money on bullets, kill them. Yeah. Right, right, right. So... There you go. Because even uh, wild boars, right? They're yeah. very, hu- they're enormous, they're enormous, yeah. like five hundred pounds, and, and they're very pretty aggressive. Violent, yeah, right? and they're they're they will. Yeah, I mean, they damage infrastructure. They they f- everything up. They're intense. They're yeah. they're. And if they see a person, they're gonna f- them up. Yeah. Have you ever yeah. heard? You ever heard about like what happens to a farmer that falls in the pen? You know about this? Oh, yeah. yeah. Like pigs eat people alive. They turn yeah. our bones to dust. That's yeah. what they do. So. Yeah. We're going to cook them five times a day. Team, uh, <laughs> team, uh, team. What would you call your cult? I don't know. Dude, I was trying to think of that. Um, <laughs> team team Baconator? Mm, ooh, ooh, the Baconator. The Baconator. That's a, know. That's who we pray to, actually. The Baconator <laughs> is our God. Wendy's. Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. What's his name? Dave what? Williamson? Williams? Oh, what's his name? Uh, Travis is going to be on. I swear to Wendy, if I hear one more time. Dave... Owner of Wendy's. Yeah, he's gonna look this yeah, up. Let's check this out. Wendy's. Oh, go f- yourself. Parent company. Dave Who's Thomas. Their, Dave, Dave Thomas. Thomas. Who's their parent company? Scroll up real quick. Uh, oh, Wendy's no, they is are the, the parent organization. Yeah, yeah, company. Yeah, they are the okay. Parent. Well, cool. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah, Does that say on. mom on her collar? Cryptic. I Ooh. like it. Very family oriented. Very Jesus. Very. Th- that's a cult, dude. <laughs> Praying to the Baconator. Yeah, there's a lot of hidden imagery in this in that particular symbol. Yeah. yeah, I think like he does have a daughter named Wendy, or it was based on his mother. But then his daughter, Dave Thompson's daughter, looks exactly like his mother. So now she runs the company. Well, oh. well there you go. It's a cult of redheads and yeah. delicious bacon. Dirty yeah. nepotism. This is the religion I want. <laughs> Just redheads and bacon, dude. Uh, redheads and bacon. Okay, interesting, sorry. interesting. All right. So, how do you feel about uh, religious people who are not hypocritical? You're okay with them? I, I, um, or do you feel like there's no difference? Are all religious people hypocritical? I feel like if you have time to sit on a couch, yeah, then you should have a religion. But if you don't have time to sit on a couch, don't worry about it. So, do you have a religion, Alex? Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't have time. Like this is a this is like a scheduled time. We, it took us months <laughs> to schedule this hour on a couch. It did. it did take a while. I think if you don't have much That's going true. on, it's very important to have, um, have something you put before yourself. Yeah. I think that's mm. very important. And yeah. a lot of religious people, I think, tend to act in accordance with a way that I think is better than. I used to harp on religion. I used to think like, sorry, I'm, I don't want to sniffle into your good mics here. <laughs> Um, I used to be, I used to be one of those people who like, I played metal bands and I was like, you know, and, um, and now, now that religion has, you know, greatly vanished from our society, I kind (laughs) of miss it. (laughs) I miss good people. Yeah. Because like, good. Was there any catalytic change for that or just 
as time has gone on, you've seen religion go away. You're like, ah, oh, there was maybe something good about it. No, I don't even th- – yeah, I don't even think it's like – I mean, maybe me moving to Los Angeles. Maybe it's different other places, definitely, but – yeah. No, it's um, it's just I feel like people used to be more family oriented. I feel like people used right. to sit down and eat a meal together, and I feel sure. you know, and like it's the worst part of my childhood was sitting down and having these vegetarian meals. <laughs> but also, it yeah. kept me off of drugs, and uh, you know, I didn't do drugs until I was an adult, and now I do. Yeah, um, because I was deprived of them, which I think is the way you're supposed to raise your children. You're supposed to de- sure, you know, you're. I, my parents were very heavy on, like, back in the MySpace days. My mom was like, mm-mm, I'm looking, I'm keeping an eye on, you know, and, like, yeah. you know, my fam- my parents kept a watchful eye, and we would, like, my parent, my friends whose parents didn't would, like, mock me, and they all work at Wendy's, actually. <laughs> all of them. All of them. There you go. Two of them were, one, yeah. two... One of them has moved on to bigger and better Del Tacos, but okay. both of them work at Wendy's. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. That's um, great. Which full circle? Is it maybe cold? maybe they had it right? Maybe, maybe it was so. yeah. Um, full circle. Maybe if it said "mom" on more of their collars, we'd have been fine. Okay, but maybe so. no, I think that religious people are like that mechanism for. for I feel like I don't feel like you need religion to. Uh, to raise decent people, but I feel yeah. like people with religion typically have that standard operating procedure, and they have a they have a. You don't have to be religious to be to. Uh, I don't even want to say be a good parent, but like to foster a healthy generation of people. Our current generation of youth, and even the last one, even mine, like. It's getting worse and worse. Like if people, if the, it, in what way? If you look at kids now, if you look yeah. at people and the direction we're going, we're yeah. much more selfish. We don't care about others. We rely on technology to communicate. We're not moving in the right direction, mm. and I, in my opinion, and yeah. sure, I could. I'm a funny daddy. I'm fighting it, whatever. But <laughs> I feel like I thought you said funny daddy. I'm a <laughs> funny daddy. <dude. laughs> I was like, what the. That's what they so listen. If you go around these open mics, you're gonna hear girls saying, Alex, that's the funny daddy, (laughs) and that's what it is. And that's what, yeah. And have you guys ever seen, um, god, the great organized religion piece, um, dogma, not dogma, uh, red state? Have you ever seen red state? Oh, yeah, no. Great, whoa, Kevin Smith, it was like his first like serious movie he made, but it was. Up. It's huh. also very if you've seen Dogma, you understand the direction he's going to approach anything yeah. religious from, but essentially a Westboro Baptist y kind of knockoff mm, get yeah. into a, a, a firearm standout with uh the ATF. And it's oh. great. John Goodman plays the head of the the uh local, you know, ATF chapter that answers oh. the call and Excellent. there's a, some negotiation and it's a good time. Um Red State. Red State, yeah. yeah. It's like a yeah, Westboro Baptist Dawn. meets Waco kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. yeah. Waco's right. in it. But anyway, in it, they would call their religious leader Daddy. So, yeah. like, there's this great <laughs> yeah. scene right. of this woman hanging out a window, this, like, 48-year-old woman who looks like she works at a gas station, and she's hanging out a window firing off rounds at federal agents, and she's like, get him, Daddy! <laughs> so that's what I would be funny Daddy. That's sure. what. What I am. There you go. I want people to fire Daddy, upon. Your cult name. Now you know. Yeah. There it um, is. You know, and God, I've there are enough anti-government 
on my cell phone. They've been they've heard enough of it that for me to condone this right now, I can't. <laughs> but but if I had a religion, you know, yeah. and what would be the thing that would cause you to actually take up arms against? <laughs> what would they have to do? Double canceled. <laughs> Double canceled. <laughs> what would they have to do? Yeah. Um, what would they have to come to you to take? I think. I, I don't even think it's me. I think there's going to be a huge rude awakening if this – eventually somebody's going to organize uh, an effort to take guns away from people. Okay. And cops are going to be forced to go do it, and cops are going to die doing it. Yeah, and, oh, for sure. Yeah. And for me, what I think it's going to be is it's going to be one of those kind of things. It's going to be – for me, honestly, the, the, the one that's like – you know, I talk about technology a lot and – um, you guys know about social credit scores in China? Have you heard of this? Yeah, it's yeah. terrifying. It's, yeah. it's really like that Black Mirror episode. We're essentially people. on uh, the cusp of that. Yeah. You think our government doesn't have it? I mean, we're not instituting it. Sure, we're not. Like, they utilize, like they control the means of everything. So, like, if you smoke a, a pack a day, they're probably going to give you health care because, like, they're paying attention. And I love so much. If we give health care to the government, <laughs> that's what's gonna happen. And you're all eating way too much Wendy's to really want the government to pick what happens to your liver. Oh my gosh, I love because if love we this. if we incorporate yeah. a social credit score into America, yeah, that's terrifying. And we also take up public health care, yeah. Um, much the way that Lyme disease is in Canada, Google it. Maybe I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure. I think it was Lyme disease. They don't even recognize it. I, I swear, I'm probably an idiot. I'm definitely an idiot, and I'm probably mischaracterizing a story. But the way I remember it was like, I think it was Lyme disease or something. It's just not recognized as an actual illness in Canada. And if you get it, you're just kind of walking around f because the people who fix everything, yeah, they don't look at that as something they fix. So... For me, the thing is social. <laughs> it's social credit scores. It's it's uh, it's complete over like. I'm more anti-government than anti-religious. <laughs> if I'm being honest, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, no All one right. listening, no one, anyone who knows me is going to be like, "Well, it, he made it that thirty minutes out. into a podcast without bringing it up." So <laughs> good for out. him, yeah. But um, yeah. How do you feel about Sam Tripoli? Oh, I think. Uh, do you think he's? I love something? him. Yeah, I love him. Yeah, I, you know what I think? I think, and I just, <laughs> I love him the same way I love Alex Jones. Um, uh huh. In that, like, um, uh -huh. in that Sandy Hook didn't happen. No, go on. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was actually the government kicking in the door. <laughs> They're here. They're here. <laughs> I was just asking questions. And then, uh, and, but, but it's, uh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> All these helicopters. Like, Who is, and it's Mitt Romney kicking in the door. <laughs> Who said what about Mormons? <laughs> Boom. Man, we could have had Mitt Romney as president. You know that? That kills me on the inside a little bit. Well, you would have had one of your own. I know. He, he could have been up there. He's your Black Panther. <laughs> My superhero. I thought you were going to say he's your black president. I was like, <laughs> yeah. Kind of. Kind of. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Oh, by the way, it turns out uh, because of the uh, Canadian government, they do recognize Lyme disease as a disease, but it's a last resort. So, in other words, you could spend five to ten years getting tested for everything else. 
A Lyme yeah. disease eats away at you. At you. Okay. And so, they've only diagnosed 700 cases of Lyme disease officially in Canada, while in America, like, 100,000. Yeah. You know what so, I mean? Like, sure. Anecdotally, when mm. the government gets to pick what they fix you for, yeah. and they're paying attention to everything you do, maybe if you eat at Wendy's every day, they're going to go, you know what? <laughs> Keep the, you, you lose a foot. You lose a foot. <laughs> and so, for me, that's the, yeah. that's the like, I'm not... I'm not taking up arms. I don't have time. No time. Um, I've had that thought too. I think something would have to really get up for me to, to but, care enough. Like things yeah. are too comfortable. I think that's why we'd never have an American revolution anymore. Cause yeah. we're like, well, I'm going to just tweet and take a dump in I my think, clean water. <laughs> <laughs> the, Who cares? Yeah. I think the economic meltdown that probably will happen will turn it turn us into that overnight and within a week half our population will be dead that's yeah. what i i truly feel like there'll be a great equalizing and it will probably happen in new york and la it'd have to be economic and it's though. economical yeah it's yeah. gonna be well the water didn't turn on anymore because you know yeah, dollar drops yeah. to zero mm-hmm. right something you can't get anything anymore. but i mean and if then you, just this city would tear itself <laughs> apart if you look at what a lot of governments are a lot of like um like um Federal Reserve Churches? Bank, oh. um, okay. a lot yeah. of um, what's the term for like Currency? a supreme bank of a land? I'm an bank? idiot. No, not a national bank. Um, you get I mean, what there I'm is saying. the National Reserve, like the, the GDP. Yeah, no. So the, na- the so, so the Federal Reserve yeah. is our bank, right? What right. what do they call a bank that gives all the other banks money? God, I'm an idiot. Either way, in like, the, I feel like that's the Federal Reserve. I yeah, we call it the Federal Reserve. The oh. Federal Reserve is the name of a private company. They are a type of bank that is yeah. like uh, central bank. A central reserve. bank. There you go. Yeah. Central okay. bank. Um, so. As far as, like, monetary meltdown, like, every central bank in the world is watering down their own currency to compete with each other. And eventually, one of them's going to hit zero. And mm. nowadays, if if the one that hits zero just so happens to send all of their, you know, just so happens to supply. Like, when China pops, Australia's going to have no one to sell all that ore to. So, they're popping a little bit, too. So, oh, China pops, we're all gone. Yeah. yeah but China's not going to pop. Well, first off, coronavirus wipes out half the population. They're going to be guys better off. Have you guys anymore. seen Sam Tripoli talk about that? <laughs> no, oh, I have not. Oh, I love it, dude. That's <laughs> what gets me going. He said, uh, somebody else posted this, someone that runs in that whole like circle of Tripoli people. I don't know if it was yeah. Tripoli specifically. But he was saying, you know, all these people that they're trying to quarantine, maybe those are just dissenters that they're using facial recognition tech uh, technology right to round up to find yeah. because of well, all terrifying. these cr- because there are these massive riots going on in Hong Kong that we yeah. don't know the, anything the, the about the revolution is is yeah. mine. like they're yeah. trying to overthrow the government yeah but yeah and so this, that's, a, and, that's a really good point and yeah. what he said was he goes if you were worried about getting contaminated would you be dragging people would you be quarantining people without face masks like mm. apparently there's video of dudes with machine guns quarantining people <laughs> wow um without <laughs> hazmat suits on and i haven't seen the videos i don't have time again it took me a month and a half to figure out an hour to sit on a couch with my buddy i don't have time to look all this up but all i'm saying yeah. is i yeah. believe that that's happening mm. interesting or in some part of the world that is happening right and there are a lot of things that i mean that's the problem is when the media when when the government and the media are as friendly as they are yeah uh, you don't really get the full story sometimes. So, or sure. you don't even get the story sometimes. So, yeah. I think at some point, like, 
You think that's where America is like now? North, like the Dakota Access Pipeline, to me, is an example of if the government did it to my family, I'd pick up a gun. Mm. Yeah. But it hasn't happened to my family yet, and nobody is teaching the whole damn country about the fact that we're like pressure washing Indians in in December with freezing water. You know yeah. what I mean? Because we're trying talking to get about, them to leave their land. Talking about Native Americans. Yeah. No, I'm talking about curry restaurants in downtown Denver. Pay attention. No, um, but oh yeah, so like the way that governments, I definitely believe that governments are already acting in a way that is disgusting. Yeah. And like, the more we start to see it, I think there'll be a, there'll be a rise up. <laughs> there will be a reckoning. Who? All right. It'll here's... probably be because they crash Snapchat, though. That's the <laughs> yeah. part. Is they're gonna or TikTok? The, the government's gonna <laughs> like like what was a what was that Netflix battle? Okay, TikTok. good, good. Okay, cool. Oh, was that a TikTok was or a was TikTok that joke. a? Oh, it, was a, it wasn't okay. a wrap it up joke. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, wrap it up, but um, Netflix documentary. No, what was that? Uh, net neutrality was all about like a legal battle with Netflix and like Verizon or something, wasn't it? Isn't yeah. that what it? I don't, I don't know. know which I'm speaking out of involved, turn. I'm but... like that chick on Rogan now that everyone's been mocking for a week. You guys oh, seen this? Who's that? No, whatever. No. New York Times chick. Um, what's her oh, name? Oh yeah, she the bed. That was yeah. a, that was a while ago. Oh right? uh, well, yeah, I'm becoming her on this. <laughs> I'm bringing it. I don't even know what a central bank is. I all. mean, dude, you should have done your research before yeah, coming on man. here. I it's I got I got all my like religious hatred ready in the car ride over. I was thinking and then about you turned on the government. Yeah, and then <laughs> and then yeah, I tried to give you a chance to get it all out. I know you said you said you have you talked? Do you talk about politics on this very often? No, okay, not very often. We'll get into it, but. I, but I, I think that, <laughs> yeah. I, here, this is a prime example. I yeah. think religion is going away because the government is stepping in. Religion is a mm. form of statism, uh, yeah. or at least it used to be used as a form of statism in which it had its fingers in everything because it had power of everything. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, people look at their pope as Barack Obama, and they ignore mm. what, a, you know, and they go, ah, remember the last cool pope? This pope sucks, but the last pope was good. They're all kids okay every pope every pope is the same oh, that's how boy. so yeah i think that we truly are as a society getting away from religion because a lot of that mechanism for religion people are getting from the government you know that that safety net they're yeah. they're getting the help they need not from being decent to their neighbors but from being <laughs> to their neighbors and being entitled to something yeah paying some taxes um I yeah. also think, you know what else I've mm. noticed a lot of, too, is it's like, because I used to, like, I was, like, 19. I didn't even know what CrossFit was, and my cousin was like, you got to check this out. And I go in there, and it's a bunch of godless heathens because <laughs> they had given their, you know, they had created this community, their own religion, essentially, around athleticism. Yeah. And they all ate a certain way, yeah. and they all treated each other a certain way, and when one person got sick... People would, like, call them and be like, hey, man, didn't see you at the gym today. Is everything okay? And they created their own fulfillment for the religious mechanism, whatever that is inside of us, that communal yeah. need. They filled Tribalism. it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there you go. That Yeah, their tribe. They created their literal tribe yeah. around a gym. And I think most yeah. people, we are – we are of this opinion that we're all of one tribe that is the United States. And – 
Kind of not. I mean, it's it's a little too big to be a tribe, right? True. I mean, oh yeah, that no, would explain that would explain why we're arguing so much. But yeah, I think that government has filled that role for religion in a lot of people's lives, mm. and they put their morality in their government just the way that, like, for there are people who have committed atrocious acts in the name of their religion, and they're like, well, man, I got to slaughter these people for God, you know? <laughs> yeah, and. And now that's happening and, on behalf uh, of political sorry, candidates. Sorry, right? yeah, that's I know, I know what you were doing. I just like, yeah, but now, now <laughs> yeah. people are they're they're placing. They used to put their morality in their god yeah. or in their, you know, that that's what this is. This is, yep. you know, we act in accordance with this because this waters our garden. Mm. And nowadays, I think people act in a way in accordance of like the, like polite society has turned into not what is right but what is allowed and what is legal because right. of the law and because of right. government. And now that's how we organize our lives. We used to do right and wrong based on religion, and now we do right and wrong based on what will get us thrown in prison. Yeah. So yeah. to me, the modern religion is government. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> I like yeah. that ending. I like that ending. I really like that. Cut. Don't. Not, no, I just want to end on one question. <laughs> Sorry. Cut it all out. <laughs> Who is going to be the next leader of the government church? Oh, That's the where next we're going leader? to end. You, mm. Everyone's the next prediction. Leader. The, the next, next leader. The yeah. next leader. Or, or who will lead it I don't know who's going to run in six years. I don't know. Or I don't know who's running in five years. I don't right. know. But the so current leader is going to maintain his, st- <laughs> his hold. All right. That's okay. And I don't know many people who actually understand politics who disagree with that. Yeah. Who look at the... The current... Not even the who understand what it is to go out and to yeah. to rally support from a base. I don't think anyone who actually understands the political game is looking at this and going, anyone has. I mean, Bernie has as much of a chance. Bernie's not gonna. What I think is, I think they're gonna steal it from Bernie as they did Do last I, time. Huh? Yeah, like they did last time. Yeah. So I'll I'll make this as quick as I can. Oh my gosh! But there's video and I love it. Yeah. Here's the political. <laughs> Here's you the are po- so narcissistic. Here's the political... Sp- no, because I like visual aids. I'm a dumb person. Right. My brain gets foggy. Okay. The political spectrum, the I drugs. feel I feel all the business is right in the middle, skewing slightly left. Okay. And I heard people online the other day try... Or not people online. I heard people on CNN referring to Bernie bros and Bernie supporters yeah. as the same as... They, they referred to them as... Brown shirts as social media brown shirts as Nazi supporters. That's yeah. who used to support the Nazis. Jeez. They refer to people who support Trump as brown shirts and people who support Bernie as brown shirts. And what I see it as mm. is that the far left and the far right both have the same problem with the government, and that is that it's not working. But people in the middle are arguing over 20 degrees left and 20 degrees right, and People on the outside fringes are all being labeled as dissenters and Nazis, and yeah, we're seeing Antifa it. And yeah, and yeah. I think what I think is I think that the 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 Democratic committee will steal it from Bernie again, as they yeah. already are. If you watch any of what's going on with these shadow app and all that, they're going to yeah. steal it from him. What and Elizabeth Warren said, which was a blatant yeah, lie. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and not only that, but like in again. We don't have time to get into all that, but <laughs> but I feel that political the political oh parties, yeah. I feel like whoever runs it is going to be more of a centrist, and I feel like majority of people are getting further away from the center because they don't see the system as working. Fair and enough. I feel like people who are far left have the same issues as people who are far right, and they just need fingers to point at. Mm. Gotcha. 
All right. But Trump's going to run this mother for a while. And for the next four. Oh, he, even if he loses, he's not giving this up. Nah, no, I what mean, are you talking they're about? Looking, out of his mind, dude. They're you, looking really funny, you really think he's going to have his like people? Do you who think he'll give him? it up in five years when his eight are done? Rise if, up? Assuming he wins yeah. justly. Or assuming, assuming not justly, but assuming he, he wins, wins and keeps it, which yeah. I'm yes. assuming he will, which yeah. I'm assuming he will too. Yeah. Do you think he will give it? You think he wouldn't give it up at four years, but you think he will give it up at eight years? Maybe. Do you think if he's willing to give it up, that it's just because the system has been corrupted so much that he knows who he's giving it to? Well, my biggest worry with him, if he lost, if he lost to Hillary, was him dissenting. You know what I mean? Like no, crea- creating. That would not have happened. Why would you not think that would happen? He's the most narcissistic person ever. He Wait, are you all saying we're not followers. capable of civil war? <laughs> I don't think we... W- no, I don't think Dude, people would have risen and they up. St- and white supremacists still marched. You know what I mean? Like, in, in support. <sighs> all those people were think- ready for Hillary to win and for them to just attack. Like I don't the, think so, actually. I, 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 yeah, this I don't is, think so. I think that people have been awoken to the fact that the status quo doesn't have to. I mean, he's definitely anti-establishment. The right, the, we're getting way too. We're getting you off. You know what, dude? It's a this political is, podcast This is what now. I'm going to say. You follow Alex Khan <laughs> on the Cover to Cover Thank podcast. You. <laughs> yes. You follow me at Khan.tv. I got a website coming soon called Khan.tv. Oh, nice. Uh, I like to play some bluegrass music, so maybe some of that will drip its way in there. Really? And I'm going to rail on the government some more, okay? That's <laughs> what I do. Can't um, take our guns. <laughs> hell yeah. The only way you're taking my guns is if... Mitt Romney himself kicks this door in with a bigger one, okay? <laughs> That's what's happening. Let's go, Mitt. You have the call. Let's go, Mitt. Let's go, Mitt. <laughs> Let's, Let's go, go Mitt. Mitt. Brother Romney. You have, ju- you have a better opportunity. Like, you have a better chance of Juicy Smollett <laughs> winning the presidential nomination <laughs> than Mitt Romney. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Alex, it's been a pleasure. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Uh, all right. I had a blast. Follow Alex Khan. I'll put all of his stuff in the show notes so you know where to find him. Uh, Travis, you got anything coming up you want to plug? Uh, this will air, uh, well, my, uh, 30th birthday, March 21st, doing a show at Fourth Wall Cafe for my 30th birthday. Ooh, the cafe? The uh, cafe. good one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 10 o'clock to midnight, we're going to get weird. Yeah. And, uh, I'm going to do 30 minutes because it's my birthday and I'll do what I want. Oh, yeah. It's your birthday, you can cry if you want to. It's the only way to get 30 minutes this (laughs) town is to turn 30. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Ooh, that's exciting. That is fun. Good news. Sweet, man. All right. Well, follow us, uh, you know, support the thing, and uh, we'll talk about religion and politics from now on. (laughs) No, don't. That's my religion. Don't let – if anyone else comes in here and they're like, that's my religion, you say, no, you're Muslim now. That's Alex's religion. You need to go to cover to cover with Alex Khan. All right. Thanks for joining us, guys. Have a great week. Bye.